0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One hundred pardons. It's being reported that Donald Trump is about to issue upwards of 100 pardons. Now we know what that says about Donald Trump. He's a lawless president. He has always been a lawless president. He will continue to be a lawless president until noon on January 20th. that will be a lawless former president. But what does it say about the 100 people who accept those pardons that Donald Trump grants? What are the consequences of accepting a pardon? The answer might surprise you. Let's talk about that because holding Every criminal politician and every Trump family member who may have committed crimes, holding them all accountable, like justice, matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So it's being reported that tomorrow, Donald Trump intends to grant 100 pardons. It's the criminal friends and family plan. Now, a president has every right to grant pardons and his pardon power is indeed broad. The Constitution says, the president shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons. But what does it mean when somebody accepts a pardon? What are the consequences of accepting a pardon from Donald Trump? And how might that come back to haunt the people who accept those pardons? Let me talk about a couple of quick housekeeping things and then we're gonna try to answer that question with a really important Supreme Court case on the topic of the consequence of accepting A presidential pardon so the housekeeping stuff as you can see I'm up out of the chair over there and I'm walking around again it's my comfort zone as if I were in court thank you so much for all of your feedback about this new format okay this is a decidedly low budget okay no budget and low-tech operation this is just my wife and I producing these videos every single day posting them every single day this is a labor of love a love of justice but as you can see steven spielberg is nowhere to be found so i very much appreciate the thousands of comments i i got from you all both the good and importantly the constructive criticism about the new format i really appreciate both the nice things you say and the constructive criticism because it Helps me tweak this, you know, low-tech endeavor here to try to make it a little bit better. Um, So I will fix the lighting. Not so much. Um, And you all said that the uh, picture that was behind me when I was shooting at the other end of my office, four feet away, uh, the picture was kind of distracting. It was very busy, and I don't disagree. It is very busy. It's a little distracting, but my daughter painted it, and I love it. Um, but I decided to give this end of the office a try. So please keep your comments coming, please keep your constructive criticism coming, it really is helpful. Um, And that goes for on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, and of course, on Patreon. And I know I've mentioned this before, but this is an all-volunteer effort, and if you would like to support our efforts, our content, what we're trying to do here, fighting for justice, You can go over to patreon.com, you can sign up to become a patron, and if you do, I will send you some Team Justice stickers, a personal handwritten note of thanks, and you'll be sort of part of Team Justice proper. And we have so many exciting projects we're working on, like the Citizens Brigade of Court Watchers, which is a, a, a project designed to get after the Mitch McConnell not qualified judges and hold them accountable and report the misconduct that we find and have an impact. Full citizen participation. That's one of the projects that we're working over on Patreon and elsewhere. But you don't have to be on Patreon to be a volunteer court watcher to help unpack the courts of unqualified Mitch McConnell judges. More to come on that. But if you'd like to support our content, please feel free to go over to Patreon.com and become a patron. Okay. The housekeeping is out of the way. Let's tackle the issue of the day. And it is Donald Trump's night of a thousand pardons, right? What an unjust way to finish up his presidency, right? His sad, pathetic presidency. A A hundred pardons, we are told, he intends to grant. Here's the good news. There is a United States Supreme Court case that tells us the consequences, the implications of somebody accepting a presidential pardon. It's a case from 1915, George Burdick versus the United States. Let's talk about it for a minute, and then let's use a hypothetical involving Donald Trump and Don Jr. to try to highlight and unravel how... Accepting a presidential pardon could very well come back to haunt those pardon recipients. So here's the case: it is Burdick versus United States. And when I say a low budget endeavor, there's my torn um, post-it notes that I use as tabs. Very fancy, I know. Um, yeah, I, I just you let it fly, warts and all, folks. So this is a case involving the editor of the new york tribune back in the early 1900s which was a newspaper and his name was george burdick and the government the prosecutors wanted to present his testimony in the grand jury because they were investigating some sort of fraud and they put mr burdick in the grand jury and he invoked this fifth amendment right against self-incrimination said i'm not testifying because i could incriminate myself okay You have that right under the Constitution. So President Woodrow Wilson decided, I've got a way around that. I'm gonna grant Mr. Burdick a pardon. Extinguish his Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination because he can't be prosecuted. Therefore, he can't incriminate himself if I pardon him. And President Wilson granted George Burdick a pardon. George Burdick said, Mr. President, I don't want your pardon. I'm not accepting your pardon. And I'm gonna spare you all the procedural niceties, but that issue made its way up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court had to decide the implications of somebody accepting or rejecting a presidential pardon. And I'm gonna boil it down to its essence. Here is what the Supreme Court said. A pardon carries an imputation of guilt An acceptance of a pardon is a confession of guilt. I paraphrased a little bit. Let me read it and then circle back to it. They say, a pardon, quote, carries an imputation of guilt and acceptance of a confession of it. Okay, not the clearest English from the early 1900s. But what they are saying in no uncertain terms is if you accept the pardon... You are confessing that you committed the crime, that you're guilty. That is what the Supreme Court says it means when you accept the pardon. And later in the opinion, they reinforced that and they said when a pardon is granted to another, it is his property. He may accept it or not as he pleases, but if he accepts it, it is, quote, a confession, close quote, of. Guilt. that is an important principle why because a hundred folk are about to get pardons from Donald Trump and if they accept those pardons how might that come back to haunt them okay now we need to shift to the hypothetical because none of these issues have been decided concretely in the courts not in the appellate courts not in the Supreme Court but we have to use this guidance from the Burdick case to figure out, okay, how might this play out? I'm gonna use Donald Trump and his son Don Jr. as a hypothetical example. Let's assume Donald Trump pardons Don Jr. What are the odds? Smart money is riding on it. Donald Trump pardons Don Jr. for crimes Don Jr. committed. Don Jr. accepts the pardon. Thank you, Pop. You know, you've been looking out for me all my life. Thank you for excusing my crimes. I accept the pardon. I thereby, according to application of the verdict case, confess my guilt to the crimes for which I have been pardoned. Okay. Is Don Jr. home free? Not by a long shot. Here's what should happen. In my humble opinion as a 30-year former prosecutor, here's what must happen happen next. Please stay with me for two more minutes, folks. The Department of Justice goes into court and they fight the pardon. And they say, just as a president cannot pardon himself because no man can be a judge in his own case, and the Department of Justice Office of Legal Counsel issued an opinion in 1974 that a presidential self-pardon is unlawful, unconstitutional, can't do it. Similarly, There's a strong argument that a person, a president, can't pardon a co-conspirator. Why? Because the president, if he's in a conspiracy, let's say with his son Don Jr., hypothetically, he is responsible for all of the crimes Don Jr. commits. Because the law of conspirator liability says that every member of the conspiracy is guilty of every single crime committed by every other member of the conspiracy, whether this person actively, personally participated in that crime or not. When you sign up for the conspiracy, in for a penny, in for a pound, the law says conspiracies are so dangerous, collective criminal action, that everybody's guilty of every crime by every member of the conspiracy. So just like Trump can't pardon himself, he can't pardon Don Jr. if he's in a conspiracy with Don Jr. That's a strong legal argument that will have to be decided by the courts. And I predict the courts will invalidate, invalidate a presidential pardon of a co-conspirator, whether it's Roger Stone or Manafort or Flynn, we'll get there down the road. So let's assume the court rules that even though The president pardoned his son, Don Jr., because they were in a conspiracy together. It's an invalid pardon, and the court tosses out the pardon that Trump gave to his son. Okay, here comes the kicker. This is the good part. What does it mean if we charge Don Jr. with the crime for which he was pardoned, and we prove to the jury that Don Jr. voluntarily accepted that pardon, what does it say about Don Jr.? It says that he confessed his guilt to the crime for which he accepted the pardon. But the court ruled the pardon's no good. But you know what? The confession of guilt is still good. It still holds true because he accepted the pardon. How would you like to argue that case to the jury? Ladies and gentlemen, When Don Jr. accepted the pardon, that equals a confession of guilt. Questions? No. Y'all might want to go deliberate and find him guilty now. Because he is, beyond a reasonable doubt. (sighs) Folks, I can't promise it's going to play out that way in court because these are maiden legal voyages. We've never had a runaway, criminal, corrupt president came in with a lie about the size of his inaugural crowd and he's going out with a hundred pardons and an insurrection. How did we get here? And how can we keep from getting here again? But these corrupt pardons will have to be fought in court by the Department of Justice because the people of the United States deserve that. We don't just let these corrupt pardons slide. We don't just sweep them under the rug. We don't turn the other cheek and let bygones be bygones when Donald Trump has victimized we the people. No, we go into court and we fight them. And if we lose, we lose. There's no shame in losing. There's no shame in failure. The shame is in not fighting the fight. You can never win the battle you don't fight. We need to fight these battles. We need to fight these hundred pardons if we have evidence they were corruptly granted. It's gonna be Pardon Palooza, folks. They've already told us it's gonna be Pardon Palooza. Needs to be followed by a justice jamboree because justice matters. And as always, folks, thank you for tuning into these daily videos. Uh, As I mentioned previously, if you want to support our all-volunteer efforts here, you can go over to Patreon.com, become a patron, and if you do, I'll send you some Team Justice stickers and a personal handwritten note of thanks. You can find me over on Facebook, Justice Matters with Glenn Kirshner, and of course on Twitter all day and night, trying to answer your legal questions. Over on Twitter, it's at GlennKirshner2. So, 48 hours left, folks. Please stay safe. Please stay tuned. Justice is coming. And I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.